You're with Pastor Troy right here. We're getting excited. We got a special program for you. You're going to be seeing over the next few weeks until we get ready for season two. You're going to be seeing the best of the On the Dock season one. These will be coming at you hard and steady. I want you to get them out there. Check them out. Help us get them out to your friends. We want to see you on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes as well. But this is the best of, get this, the best of season one. Get ready for it. We're going to be coming at you with a super season two coming up this August. We'll see you soon. Enjoy this episode of On the Dock season one. Best of. You're here. You're on the dock with Pastor Troy. Glad to have you with us here. We've got a great show for you today. We are all about conversations to propel your faith out of the shadows and into the deep. We're going to get you out of here. You're going to get ready. We've got a great one for you today. Glad you found us. I don't know where you found us at. Hopefully, you're on one of our fine partners. I guess we're not anywhere else. So YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, hope you found us there. If you've not found us on the others, go find us in case something happens to one of our partners. One of our platforms disappears. You'll know us. Get us get more than one route. You can also go to Google Podcasts, Facebook, and Roku. Roku, please download the SermonNet app and then look for the on the dock with pastor troy channel also rumble rumble's probably our future up and coming so really watch rumble they're really coming up and then sermonnet app download that app as well you can also find us archived on youtube and sermonnet as well and you can also always uh, go to our webpage and get links to all this once you get to these platforms hit subscribe and like and notify and share and do all those things and make sure you share it with other people i oh, know i forgot to mention let me go back I forgot to mention our social media partners facebook instagram Twitter and Telegram. Give us a shout out there, comments, make them nice. They can be, I mean, you can make, you can make statements. We just don't want anybody hating on anybody. So uh, you can, it's all good. So do it, just, just do it in love. And then finally, we want you to be a Patreon partner with us. Go to Patreon, download the app if you'd like. Become a on the dock partner. Look up, look us up on the dock and you become a partner or you can become a sponsor. Find out what those details are. We'll have more things for you on Patreon down the road. Keep checking it out. If you can't find any of that, you're just not able to do that. Go to onthedoc.org. There's links to all this stuff, all our platforms, links to Patreon. You can also find our embedded viewer. We are in an incredible series. If you've been missing this and not watching this, it has just been incredible. We have been talking about the Christian view on intersectionality, intersectionality. And we are in our round, our signature it's on the dock signature roundtable discussion. That means we've gotten through the basics. You've got a definition in part one of what intersectionality is. We did a primer. In the second uh, uh, section part, we, we actually talked about um, a Christian view on it. And now what we're going to do is kind of cut ourselves loose and, and dig into some stuff and talk about some stuff and get a little deeper. So we'll get you caught back up to speed and all that. We've got at the table to my right again, Mother Beth. She's in on this. We've had her team. Hey, Mother Beth, shout out. Hi, honey. <laughs> that was powerful. <coughs> Donna Kurniski, Donna, how's the headache? Better. Better. She's doing better. Good, good things through pharmaceuticals. That's right. Pharmaceuticals are great. And our brother, Ernest Hale, joining us here at the table and on the dock. Good job, Ernest. Ernest has been kicking it, man. 
I love this hat you got, man. This hat, this, it's cool stuff, man. Look good. Yeah, All that's right. one of my newest ones. We need to go somewhere with that. <laughs> that's a go somewhere hat. That's a go somewhere hat. So here on the dock, we're going to get you into this, get right into it. We got a big, big, big show for you. So we want you to check it out. So we we've all kind of agreed up front, and you can go listen listen to, listen to part one or part two. And we we started both of those with the question: Is there discrimination? Is there systematic discrimination? Is America systematically flawed toward discrimination? We we on all these things we said yes. We did say America is doing much much better. We're growing through a lot of that. And if we can keep talking to each other, we could do better. Right. Right now, I almost feel like we're going back into bad corners again. You know, we need to get back talking to each other and less buckets and more seeing each other as uh, our brothers and sisters keepers. So, yeah. And we all agreed that, that, that no matter where you are in this world, whether you're in America, whether you're in Central America, Africa, some communist country, if you're some social caste country like in India or someplace like Nepal or someplace, everybody has isms. Everybody has divides. Everybody, uh, every culture has ways to break us down. Yeah. It's just human nature. Um, we, we have human nature that we, if we don't get the old man out of the way, we'll divide over anything. Yeah. We'll try to commandeer, be landlords and subservience. It's just, they, they, people have been doing that to each other forever, selling their own brothers. Like Joseph was sold off into slavery. You know, it was happening in the Bible. I mean, it happened in, in, in early times of the settlement of this country. People sold each other. Sometimes people just sell themselves. I, I need some money here. You know, we have all kinds of ways in which we enslave and hurt and oppress each other. Yeah. And uh, we have done a lot of damage. And one thing we've learned is that the church needs to do a lot better work representing Jesus Christ because we are all, we are all children of God. Mm-hmm. Whether we've chosen that path and accepted that gift of Christ yet or whether we're pre before it, uh, we are all children of God. And we need to be better examples and help lead people on the right path. Amen? Amen. Amen. What I want to do here is I want to remind you that our definition is that uh, the definition, the basic definition of intersectionality is, is a term used to describe how different forms of discrimination can interact and overlap with each other. And uh, Ernest brought in a new definition in our first segment, and I threw it in here. And it is that intersectionality out of Wikipedia is an analytical, analytical framework for understanding how aspects of a person, social, and political identities combine to create different modes of discrimination and privilege. So, you, you know, you, you kind of measure it all out. We're going to kind of look at that in a minute. we got a, we got a good example that we're going to talk about in just a few minutes. But we're going to get you all dialed in. So you've got that. And the concept of, of intersectionality is it, it deals with the big word. Here we go, guys. Cumulative societal effects of systemic discrimination. I've gotten better at that. And it deals with that and how people belong to more than one disadvantaged group, puts us in lots of buckets. I'm not sure all the buckets are helpful. I do think we need to be aware that we come from different places and stuff, and we need to learn from that. We're going to talk about that. So what I would like to do here is I want to show a video here. Uh, We have talked about critical race theory. We've talked about the biblical model. I found a really good video that kind of puts it all together and shows it. It's a video put out by What Would You Say? It's called Is Critical Theory Biblical? And take a look at this, and I think it'll give us an orientation. It will also let us eat some snacks here on the dock while you (laughs) watch and listen to this. Lord bless you. You're going to love this. You're in a conversation and someone says, since God cares about the oppressed, Christians should embrace critical theory because it's trying to eliminate oppression too. What would you say? Critical theory is one way our culture attempts to explain and confront power structures. Some Christians have embraced it as well, but what is it? To understand critical theory, we need to understand its two primary claims. First, everyone can be divided into two groups, those who have power and those who don't. Second, 
Those who have power always oppress those who don't. But how do we know who the oppressed and who the oppressors are? According to critical theory, the categories of oppressor and oppressed are based on your group identity. Things like race, gender, religion, immigration status, income, sexual orientation, and gender identity determine whether we are oppressed or one of the oppressors. Of course, someone might be part of an oppressed group in one way, but one of the oppressors in another way. That's where the concept of intersectionality comes in. Intersectionality seeks to measure someone's level of oppression based on how many of these groups they identify with. For example, a black man is less oppressed than a black woman, who is less oppressed than a black lesbian. In critical theory, the degree to which you are oppressed determines your level of moral authority. The more categories of oppression someone identifies with, the more moral authority they have. As a result, the experience and perspective of a gay black woman is more valuable than the experience and perspective of a straight white man, regardless of what they have to say. And in the same way, the more oppressed someone is, the less moral responsibility they have for their actions. Those who aren't part of oppressed groups, straight white men, gain moral authority by surrendering to those who haven't, the oppressed. And this is called being woke. Some people claim that since Jesus cares about oppression, critical theory and intersectionality should be embraced by Christians. But critical theory and intersectionality are not consistent with Christianity, and here are three reasons why. First, critical theory offers a different view of humanity than Christianity. Critical theory claims that our identity as human beings is rooted in things like race and gender, features that differ from person to person. The Bible grounds our identity as human beings and the value every human has in the fact that we are created in God's own image. This is something every human being shares. While critical theory pits some groups of people against other groups based on their status as oppressors or oppressed, the Bible says that we are all equal before God. Created equal, equally valuable, equally guilty of sin, equally deserving of punishment, and equally able to find grace and mercy in Jesus. Which leads to the second point. Critical theory offers a different view of sin than Christianity. The Bible identifies sin as anything that violates God's design for people, including unjust oppression of other people. But critical theory identifies sin only as oppression. As a result, advocates of critical theory would see biblical practices such as discipleship, correction, leadership, and reproof as sinful assertions of power if the speaker is among the oppressors, and would excuse sins like jealousy, anger, hatred, bitterness, unforgiveness, or envy among the oppressed. The Bible says that we are all guilty before God, regardless of social status, race, or economic situation. The Bible condemns oppression as one of, but certainly not the only way in which humans rebel against God. Because critical theory gets the problem wrong, it also gets the solution wrong, which leads to the third point. Critical theory offers a different view of salvation than Christianity. According to the Bible, because we are all equally guilty of sin, salvation can only be found in Jesus through repentance. Our hope is found in being forgiven of sin. Because critical theory teaches that oppressors are guilty and the oppressed are not, salvation for the oppressed is found 
not through repentance, but in social liberation here and now. Their hope is only through activism. In other words, critical theory has a completely different understanding of who we are, what the problem is, and how to fix it than Christianity. So next time someone, surely with good intentions, tells you that Christians should embrace critical theory because Jesus also cares about the oppressed, remember these three things. Critical theory offers a different view of humanity. Our identity is in our status as image bearers and children of God, not in our race, gender, income, or immigrant status. Critical theory offers a different view of sin. Oppression is wrong, but it is a symptom and not the disease. Critical theory offers a different view of salvation. We cannot solve our biggest problem. Jesus can. Our hope is not in our circumstances on earth, but our destiny in eternity. For what would you say? I'm Joseph Backlund. Well, I like Joseph. I, I like a lot of that. I think they do a good job summarizing it. I, I, I don't like the fact that they just don't totally want to acknowledge the fact that critical is okay. The critical part's okay. It's the theory. And I think he explains why we need to have a different theory. But I think he do a good job of summarizing the whole thing and kind of laying it out. Yeah, I, I thought it was really helpful. Yeah, I, I, but also, I also I don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater on the other side as well. I, I, but I do want to say this. I, I do agree that the solution being offered by the theory of it is what's, what's dangerous. And I also want to be reminded that while we put a Christian perspective out on that, it's Christians that have created the demand for other theories currently by the lack of practice of their own way. So I would say critical theory and intersectionality has developed so well because the church has not done a good job of really reflecting what it really, what the world should look like with the Jesus version. And so, and some of the biggest victimizers of that can be found inside the walls of a church. I would not call that right. that wall a church Christian, a Christian church, but they might have the label Christian church outside of it, nor would I call people that would oppress other people a, quote, Christian, but they may say, I, I have Christian reason for doing that. So I, I think we have a lot of housekeeping to do inside the kingdom of God and to work on that. And I don't think God is going to be happy with some of the Pharisees nor some of the Sadducees because Jesus wasn't happy with them either. No, I was going to say it's been going on throughout history. Yeah. People using religion. Because religion can be the tool sometimes it can be it can be the tool that inflicts great oppression. Right. Great oppression. We I mean, gosh, we have a terrible history in the dark ages of going in right. and taking countries and nations and force baptizing them and crusades. You know, taking you, know, right. you know, we we went into the, the the Middle East and the African countries and the, the European church went in and made all the tribal people go through the water and said, You're baptized. Baptized in what? You know, they they didn't even know what they were coming. Oh, you remember the Church of England. Well, we'll teach you later what you need to know. Yeah, that's not Christianity. No. That, that's, that's not indoctrination. That's in, that, that, that's being taken hostage, and that's being that's a, what do they call that when you when you're indoctrinated, brainwashed. But in yes. the Bible, yes. that happened too. When when one city would conquer another, force them. They to do would their... force them to go through things that. The solution we're offering here is that we need to be critical about things. We need to understand people have different backgrounds, but. The bottom line is you can't you can't force any of this stuff. No, you gotta you gotta bend your knee in your heart, and you can't force indoctrinate or imperialize a whole nation. Nor can you nor can you mandate it from a government side and do no. it from a faith is an individual from a Marxist structure. Decision. Right, neither one's gonna work. The Pharisees won't work. The Sadducees won't work. 
right? right? Are we in agreement on that? Yeah. So, so let, let me throw that. We played a little game. I'm gonna let you play the game. We're gonna put it up on the screen here. Lucas, give him a little, give him the screen for just a little bit here. We got this thing called Check Your Privilege Bingo. Found it in one of the things on intersectionality. Great thing. It was cool. And you're supposed to go through and mark all the things you are. Everybody gets that human space, unless you're not a human out there. If you're an alien from another planet, you know you can't mark it. Don't mark it. Okay. If you're like a cricket in a human skin, don't mark it. Okay. All right. So I, I went through mine. I'm a native English speaker. I'm obviously mailed down the left column, standard accent. If you got nat- if you're a native English speaker, for those of you on podcasts and iTunes, I'll do this. On the left column, if you can say you can mark yes to I'm a native English speaker, I speak English. I'm male, yes. Standard accent, I think. A little fast. Are you a member of a mainstream political party? Yes. Uh, are you employed? Well, I am. Next column, are you cisgender? Well, I'm I am a male and I d- tell everybody I'm a male and I act like a male. So I'm system gendered. I'm white, so that's another mark. I have no criminal record. I had a small juvenile offense. I got that expunged because I had a dad that had privilege and a good lawyer. You know, so, so. But it, it, technically, no criminal record. I'm an adult. That's another one. If you're an adult, mark yes. If you're in the first world, I'm from the first world. I'm third generation removed Italian, but I, I was born here. I, the next column, thin. I am not thin. I'm fat. <laughs> If you stretch me out, I'd be about seven foot five and perfect, perfect size. My, I did not mark attractive, but my wife told me to mark attractive because she doesn't want to be married to somebody that's ugly. So she said I had to be attractive. I, I am a human in that next one. And I'm born in the country of residence. So I'm born in the USA. Born in the USA. I'm well-connected family. I'd like to think I'm a well-connected family, but my, my wife said I'm not. So I'm not a well-connected family. I, 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 had, I, had, I, 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 I skirt on the edges of it, but I'm not. No speech impediment, other than Donna says I speak very fast. Heterosexual, I am heterosexual, but I'm extremely monogamous with only one woman for the last 32, 33 extremely years. Extremely monogamous. Woman. Extremely monogamous, extremely. or I would die. And I, I, I am tall because I'm 6'1", and when I have my head spiked up, I'm almost 6'1 and a half. I'm not as tall as my sons that are 6'3 and 6'5". I'm wealthy. I am not. Uh, I'm not a redhead. I don't know why that's an issue here, but I'm not a redhead. <laughs> last column is I am a Christian. I am able-bodied. I'm fat, and I get tired quick, but I am able-bodied. I'm, I'm, I'm mentally healthy, so to speak, on most days. Healthy-ish. Yeah, healthy-ish. I am semi-intelligent. I have a couple of different degrees on my wall, so that would say I am. I didn't mean I am. And I'm, and, and I'm, I'm educated because I got those degrees. So when I went through mine, I marked 22 points of privilege. I'm quite the privileged guy. Lucas is in the studio. Lucas is over there on the thing. He's our executive uh, director. He's off camera right now. But Lucas uh, did his. Lucas, you don't have a mic, do you? No. Lucas scored a whopping 20. I don't know. I mean, he's not near as attractive as I am, so they, I, I know he lost on that one. <laughs> and, uh, and and definitely, you know, definitely. I mean, he's a smart kid, but not he's not near as smart. Not everybody can be you, honey. Yeah, and he's not. I mean, even though he can run three miles when he had COVID, I, I, I couldn't get off the couch. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, but he's got 20. And then uh, to my right, my lovely bride, Beth, I mean, she's tied Lucas for privilege. I mean, you guys are pro- pro- both of you are like little privileged queens. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call you a queen, Lucas. <laughs> I marked male. Oh, you marked male. Oh, you marked male. Okay. <laughs> Beth is a 20. So Beth's got a little high privilege, a little, little. What did you not mark? You're not male. Uh, let's not talk about it. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, 
She did. She did. All right, Donna. Donna. Donna's getting down there in the bucket category. We'll put her on the back back of the plane. I forgot to mark one. So. Oh, did you move up? I moved up to nineteen. Oh, oh you. I'm sorry. They were tied. Her. Her. I need to, I need, the two minorities. Over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to remove intelligent because I I missed the I messed this up. Yeah. So, so take one off. Okay. So Donna got a nineteen. She got a nineteen, and then. Ernest is is at the basement here. He's the least privileged of the bunch, but he said, "Good eighteen. I don't know what yeah, you did. I, you know, I, I I marked intelligent. You're intelligent. But I oh, did yes, mark educated are. because I Why? didn't finish my degree. I'm about twelve. Do you have to have a degree hours. to be educated? But you're getting I need there. To it. I mean, you're not uneducated. <laughs> well, then that means I tie her again. Yeah, no. right. Hey, yeah. hey, 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 okay, hey. we're tied. I, yeah. He's moving on up <laughs> to the right. deluxe apartment. We're moving you up. You're, you're tied at 19. Yes. So, yeah. so overall here at this table, we're completely different people. I mean, I mean, just every one of us here Absolutely. has a different background. Yeah. We're, we're we're pretty blessed here at the table. Yeah. I mean, Ernest is the least of us is privileged. In the current system we're talking about, you would flip this over, and Luke, uh, Lucas and I, who scored up here at the high, we would be, we would be the morally lowest category, mm-hmm. and and actually, Ernest and you guys would be the moral superiors. Okay, well break that down to me because I don't quite understand yeah. if. How that, how that concept works. I don't either. Well, I, 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 I know it's not making sense to you because it doesn't make it, sense. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. Because well, because you've got more, these are little intersectional points. More things that I'm oppressed by or you're, whatever. You, you've got less privilege than, than I do by a few points here. So where is the moral part of it come in? Right. Well, that's the argument. The, that, that is not Kimberly's argument. No, no. Professor we know that. That's yeah. not hers. Right. The modern argument is the more buckets you have, the more you have a right to speak and do it at any cost, and you can work outside the bounds of law and civilization. I don't agree with that. Well, I don't either agree with it. I'm just saying that's why you can do, that's why it's okay for you to do something and me not be able to do something or to be judged differently because you have more disadvantage than I do. And because I'm privileged, I need to sit back and just accept it because I got what's coming to me. And that's according to what? Whoa. Society the, the modern the people the, that call yeah, right, and that's what justifies people burning or tearing up a place and going. We have a right to do this versus just being heard. Or you know, King did it one way. The modern society does it, does it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you you have different. You can express yourself different, and your difference can have a higher value than mine or hers or whatever. We both all. I, do you? Okay, let me just ask a question like this. I scored twenty two. I mean, according to this, I mean, you should all, I'm Lucas, y'all should just bow before me. <laughs> Don't hold Does your breath. Any, I would say, right, mother, right. Mother Beth. Does mother anybody, Beth. Do, 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 you, if you know anybody, it takes all four of these people in the room just to get me to the pulpit on Sunday. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't for a moment think because I fit somebody's boxes that I am morally better than you guys. I may have some blessings that have worked for me. But that doesn't make me any different than you and who you are. You are the sum of your experiences. I'm the sum of my experiences. And we're all parts of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. I'm a child of God. You're a child of God. I don't think I'm morally morally better than you, Ernest. Oh, I already know that by knowing you for right, as long right, as right. I have. I, I know that to be true. But right, modern society right. now says you are morally better than me. And and you maybe you are. But, but I don't think so either. I think we're brothers in Christ. We may each have our failings. We may make our mistakes, 
But I don't think society can peg us and decide who we are based on what they say we are, but what buckets we're in. Based on right. your experience or your or your It certainly location. gives maybe in certain avenues I would have advantage over Ernest, in certain avenues he would have advantage over right. me. Mm-hmm. But that has nothing to do with who's better. Right, because right. like like let's take the uh, no criminal record thing. Yeah. Uh, for full disclosure, I do have a criminal record. Mhm. Some people that didn't check that box probably should. You didn't have as good a lawyers. You didn't have as good right. a lawyers. My so, dad got me. Exactly. Right. So the point I'm making is, is that yeah. we bought the judge, we you bought the saying? district attorney. So, All of it worked out. My dad. So, but my dad was the doctor for the entire city. And and <laughs> and to push back on something else, right. that thing about people feeling like they have a right to burn something up. Well, no, those people just find that's their way of some type of revenge. That's me talking. Now, yeah, right? yeah. Nobody else. Uh, you, you don't have the right to burn my stuff up because you're yeah. mad at what happened in society or whatever. These are people that are trying to exact some type of revenge. Standing out and yeah. speaking your piece, standing up till people hear you, you, you yeah. can stand That's and speak, and, protest. And this ain't just no one particular group of people because we all right. have burnt stuff We've up. We've all burnt some stuff up. Exactly. I can tell so, you stories. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure you could. But the fact that, yeah, some, yeah, yeah so I don't know. So, so, I don't know. I guess so I ain't woke You're, you're not <laughs> buying it that Lucas is more that Lucas is more superior than Beth. Superior? No. Right. No. no. Yeah. That's, De- uniquely. We use that word too loosely. Each different. I, people, each of I us think. unique in our own experiences. Sure. And, yeah, yeah. and give or take what we're doing, it may be more advantageous to somebody in one field and another one, not me. You know. And so I, I'm very cool with that. I, I just think the flaw of the modern intersectionality is they want to. Take you know all the things you are, and then say the more more victim you are, the more blessed you are. So so it's almost like glorifying victimization, and, and I think that's what scares me the most out of what I see in the current theory is that it kind of celebrates you know the negative versus helping people overcome. Not even the, the negative. negative, just because it's not all negative. Right, I, I agree with that. Sometimes it's just the reality of that person's life. They can't change that. Right. You, you, you can't change your female and I'm male. I right. know you can th- go get these surgery and stuff today, but I don't care how much money you got. Jenner. If God, G- didn't, Jenner if God got all, didn't put it there, I don't count. Look, I don't, if br- a doctor did it. Bruce, yeah, what, whatever Bruce's name is now. Still a woman or whatever. whatever the guy on the Wheaties box is. Caitlin. Caitlin, thank you. Yeah. Bruce is an ugly wannabe woman. Yeah. Really big Amazon. Amazon, big, big, big old, foot. big old face, right. not he, right. His DNA is still male. He right. cannot right. get past that God created him a certain way. And society can recognize what he's done because he has a free will to do that. And, and in our society, he can find a surgeon to try that. But no matter what you do, you're not going to change that in the reality. And I can recognize his right to do it. But I, I'm never going to understand it is something that I'm going to want to do. I, 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 can, I, can, I can celebrate the fact that we live in a country that <laughs> go get it. But I don't have to bless that. You know, what I have to thank God is that we're in a country where you, you can, I guess, do things you want to do. I, I would, you know, and, and, and the fact that he's got that kind of money to kind of look like that, I'm thinking, man, you ain't going to get there. Nobody's going to get there. That's just tough. You just can't fix that. You can't make a dude a woman and a woman a dude. But by the same token, we can't make people accept Christ and be Christian. Absolutely. Either. And but there's nothing wrong with us presenting the message 
That's true. It's a message we believe in. Right. You know, and there's nothing wrong with us presenting that message. And but we cannot like the, force other people to take that message. Yeah, that's like the old lead a horse to water adage. Right, you right. Know, yeah. And, and, right. and to be fair, a lot of Christians don't, they're, they're faking it. They don't look, they, they, mm. they, they've been doing too much surgery to try to look like a Christian rather than really open their heart <laughs> right. out. And change. That's great. There are oh, so many one. Christians that that's are looking really like good. Caitlin these that's days. You've done some bad, you've done some it bad is. surgery. You need to, you need to quit working on the face and work on the heart yeah. because the heart will change. You can look white in the eye. Tombs, yeah. Right? White, white, the, ooh, uh, you, you gave me a text to preach on. You know, we've got a lot of whitewashed tombs out there and picket fences and that there and and we need we we need real i don't i just need people to be who they are and and understand that we're all sinners in need of grace and it's even maybe a noble thing to want to elevate people that have been oppressed i can you know if you just look at it that way it seems like a that's a good thing to want to do you know and i have but in a way we're just excusing we're just telling them okay you can do what you want you can sin as much as you want it's okay because you've, you've been, been oppressed. oppressed a little bit. Right, oppressed. right. And I have and seen, that just doesn't work. I've seen people, I've You're talked You're not doing with, them any favors. No, none whatsoever. Over my years of working in New Orleans with No Greater Love and doing street ministry down there in the quarter, I have talked to so many people that are functioning in, in, in non-heterosexual relationships, other type of gender type, amorphous type things they're trying to create. And when you talk to them, almost all of them come to you out of a pain of what happened to them and what was done to them. Yeah. And there's a lot of sociological, I know people say I was born this way, but most of us, our identity gets, I mean, very quickly when you're three, four, five, six years old, especially as a boy and a girl, even sooner, you get the social marks on you and what you see, what you've experienced. They begin to set things. It's like setting the makeup on a woman's face. It's trauma. You, your trauma, it sets you. And I can see, I can see with what's been done to some people, why they would want to escape the reality of their birth in God because of what we've let humans do. Sometimes in the name of Jesus, we've seen the church do this. Oh, yeah. We've yeah. seen priests do this. We've right. seen the Boy Scout. The Boy Scouts just gave up like a billion dollars over this. These are your scout leaders out messing with you. I can understand why some people flee traditional systems and hate the system because we've done a bad job of keeping ourselves in order. I understand right. that. Mm-hmm. So we, if somebody's done that, please look at them and understand. They may not want you to look down on them, but, but look and realize... There, there's a story behind that. We mm-hmm. need to get to it. And the, honestly, the only thing that can ever make somebody truly at peace is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. You may never get yeah. that person to forgive you. you they, justice may never come in this age, but I guarantee you, everybody that's been molesting children, everybody that's taken advantage and raped and molested and oppressed people, they will stand before a God oh, yeah. that will not mm-hmm. be moved on yeah. this. Right. The, how much money they got in their daddy's lawyer? will not help them with him. My father owns a cattle on a thousand hills. I'm just telling you. Now look, here, here's our, here's a question. We're probably going to end up in a in a in, in a in a bonus round here. So so because we got into this right away. But but let let me we we got the results. Um, I don't think any of us are morally superior. I think we're all children of God. I think we all agree to that. Yeah. Um, so here's my starter question. <laughs> oh, we're going to start now. Yeah, I just got to the okay. starter question. <laughs> So, and we'll wrap up right on time, and we'll come back in a, in a minute around four. Uh, but, but does privilege or oppression now? Does privilege or oppression now, today, right now? Okay, does it equal, in your mind, guilt for being you? Do you have to look at the sum of your parts, look at your score, and they go, "Oh my gosh, I, 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 I scored twenty-two guys." I'm so. I, 
I mean, well, some you, of those things you're you're not directly responsible for either. Well, so. I wish I was thinner. You, I did and, eat too much, and you and you can't change the fact that you're a white male. I can't. I try. You know, uh, what was some of the other? I get a, every time I go out in the sun, I get red and and burn and peel and start over. And if you could, <laughs> like, if your family was well connected, that mean. I can't. How do you how do you get mad because your parents had money before you were around? Exactly. So right. that's not something yeah. you had any control over. No. So there's a lot of stuff on this thing you that don't we, control. Exactly. Intelligence you can, right. but sometimes people we we learn. Some people are just born not able to learn. Right. I had dyslexia. You guys don't know this, but I have I have severe dyslexia. And here's my case: when they came to my mom in in, in second grade and they said, yeah, "Your son's retarded. He needs to go to special ed." That's exactly what they told my mom. He going to special ed next year. My mom said, uh-uh, that boy's smart. I know what he can do. They took me. I had parents I had parents of privilege. I had a dad's a doctor, mom that was pretty smart. They said, that boy's smarter than we see what he does. They took me and had my IQ measured. I you know, run up in the one, upper 130s. I'm like almost smart. My mom says, I'm a genius. You're almost genius. Yeah, my mom <laughs> says, he's. My, well, she, she told him I was smarter than that. It's like Einstein, but I'm not quite. But – your mom but was a little. My mom's. My mom always had a few bottles she of wine. Exaggerated in her. a little. Yeah, yeah. But my mama thought I was a genius. And your mama should think you're yes, a genius. Yes, that's, that's, right, that's right. Think that. But and so, she so should think you're cute. They yeah, took me out right. of that school and they put me in a private school because they had resources. Right. And I went to school and they had not named it yet, but I had dyslexia, level four, reading things backwards, words backwards. I used to write my name Yort, Troy. I wrote it Yort. Y O R T. My brother Tyler, he has it too. His Tyler Allen Benetton. We, we, he wrote his name as Tab, and I and, and he would write it as Bat. He wrote when he wrote it as Bat. His teacher sent him home after she beat him. He kept wow. writing Bat. I got beat on for writing York. Yeah. He keeps writing York. It's a disciplinary problem. He he's just making fun of us, and I transpose. I still have trouble with some of that today. A lot of it. A lot of it. But mm-hmm. I overcame it because my parents fought for me. They did have the resources to get me out of that. They didn't take no. Praise God, right. and and I'm very intelligent. And I've got some learned professional came yeah. along and to help help me overcome right. that. Exactly. And what you find out is most people with dyslexia actually have a photographic memory because mm. you don't see it backwards. You actually see it. You see backwards through your eye. You reverse it in your brain. And then dyslexia people flip it back the other way again a third time, which means your brain has processed what you've seen three times. So you process it twice. I processed it three. To beat dyslexia, I have to flip it back a fourth time. Wow. I have to go, is that really right? Is that going the right direction? I, I learned in football. Hmm. I used to run all my plays. They, you go 32X, 32Y. That was left and right. I hated that when we did 32X, left, 32Y. And I, I did not know which way. So I was a, I was a tackle. I go the wrong way. Guard, the fullback running right up my tail. Coach would be like, Benetton, don't you know you're left and right? And I said, no, coach, I don't really. Left, I don't know left. I don't know right. I get them backwards. And he put me down and he put an X on my left hand and a Y on my right hand. And after that, I was a starter. I looked down at my hand and go X and Y, and that helped me. Because and then I figured it out. I figured it out one day. I was sitting there and I looked at my hand and go L. That's a left. And for the rest, of, I still today when somebody said go left, I'll go. Yeah, that's that way. Wow. Yeah. I still do that today. I can go in a neighborhood, turn around, and not know where I am when I. She has gone the wrong way on more interstates with me coming out of her bathroom <laughs> than you can shake a stick at. Because when I get off that interstate, I get turned around easy. My left and right change. Mm-hmm. My numbers transpose. So I just want you to know, guys, I mean, my parents fought for me and I got through that. So that doesn't make me disadvantaged. It actually gave me a skill set. As a, my photographic memory, I remember everything because I've learned to overcome it. And that, that disability actually has become a strength of mine. But now flip that around and, and put that same situation on a kid that didn't have. That's right. 
the parents. With they would the fight resources. for them. No mother, or no father, no, no, no reason. The understanding. Of, They're forever changed right. by that. What they could right. read, what they could learn, what mm-hmm. they could, it would absolutely, oh, absolutely. change that. It would, yeah. And so, so, but that child would not be morally insuperior to me. No. They would have just been handled differently. And I'm responsible to make a difference in other people's lives as a result of that and see yes. people like that differently. I need to help elevate people, not take them down. Yes. There you go. And I think that's what we got to do. We got to take it. When we do have advantage, we should bring others with us. Yes. And like I think Ernest said in a couple of the episodes, we got too many people just cashing too much money, sitting on so much. Mm-hmm. You, you could be doing so much more. Right. Well, just what we waste, what we what we put out, just just what we waste on food in Southern Illinois would feed all of Liberia. Yeah. We have so much waste, so much want. The people that, that go down to Miami, they have three different homes. They got a home in L.A., a home in New York, a home here. They got the boat in this. I'm thinking, how much do you need? That's crazy that you would say that because. I get so guilty when I have to throw away food. It, it can be molded. I hate it. 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 Because I know somebody could have been. What relieves that. me yeah. now is that we have these four possums that we feed out back. At least I know the <laughs> well, possums get it. See? See? I feel sort of feel like that, too. We had a squirrel. I'll throw it. stuff out in the yeah. woods. Just, yeah. I just know so something so, going to eat. Circle of life coming around. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> hey, we, we, we're, we're not done with this. We're going to put a break in here. Uh, we're going to come back and we'll start right up on this question. Does privilege and oppression now? equal guilt for being you is that really a solution is that really healthy we're going to come back in part four we're going to come back in part four this is going to be good guys we didn't even get into the best question so you want to stay with us on the dock there's some good stuff happening here and you can always find us at on the dock we love you we'll be back in part four part four is roundtable discussion part two and listen uh guys thanks a lot you guys talked a lot more in on this one. We're going to finish it up in the next one. But uh, you can find us on onthedoc.org. Info at onthedoc.org is our email address. And find us on our different podcast platforms, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and Sermonet. Please give us a shout-out on Facebook, Twitter, Telegram, and Instagram. We'd love to hear your story. Tell us about one of your stories like that. We'd love to hear. Tell us about one. Tell us where you were a victim and you overcame. I think the power of Jesus wants us to overcome our victimization. Mm-hmm. We can do it. And if you if you are a victim right now and you need help, reach out to us. Yeah. Reach out to us and, and we pray with you and not just pray with you. We'd see if we could find some solutions and answers, at least get you in counseling. Right. Let us know. We want to be there for you. And you can always subscribe, like, hit notify, and comment. Share our program. We want other people to know about it. And always we'd love to have you as a Patreon sponsor or partner if you're able to do that. If you don't have a church home, join us at Community Faith Church at church at 10 o'clock on Sundays, Wednesdays at 630. We'd love to see you here, present, live. If not, if you're away and you're out of the area, check us out at coftv.com. We have a Facebook presence and a YouTube video presence as well. And we've got a embedded viewer at cotv.com you can check all that out we'd love to have you guys thank you so much you guys talk so much we're going to have a round four we'll be back for that real soon in the meantime enjoy yourself as we sit here